0: Hey, welcome to the Read Scripture Podcast, where right now we have thousands of people who are reading the exact same passages of Scripture every day. And our goal is to read through the whole Bible in a year. And so what we do is just kind of, or what I do, is sum up um, some of the passages that we read during the week, highlight some things that are meaningful to me. The whole point is to show people how simple it can be to read the Scriptures Um, If you don't know, there's an app you can download. It's free. It's called Read Scripture, and it'll get you on the same reading plan as thousands of us. And our hope is in 2017 that there will literally be millions of people reading the exact same passages every day. And that would be so cool because then you can find believers from everywhere and just be able to talk about what you read that morning and talk about your experiences with God. And I hope that you had some amazing experiences with God this week. Um, I know for me, reading through the book of John, um, I felt like they were the most meaningful to me. Uh, I don't know, maybe it was just an awesome week, time with God. And anyways, with this podcast, I've been just kind of doing this by myself, but the goal was to, or the hope was to bring in some guests who have also been reading the same passages and so this week is exciting because we have our first guest, my favorite person, Lisa Chan. Welcome, Lisa Chan. <laughs>
1: Woo-hoo. Thank you. I didn't know I was your favorite person. Well, you
0: know, <laughs> you are. So it says here on your bio that you are the New York Times bestselling author of You and Me Forever. Congratulations.
1: I'm not sure how that happened. I'm pretty sure it's because my name is attached to yours. Oh, honey,
0: come on. Don't be (laughs) modest. And also, it says here that you were Miss Teen California back in the 80s.
1: Yeah, you're still holding on to that glory. (laughs) (laughs) Well,
0: congratulations on that, too. All right. Let's just get into the Word. So here's what I'd like to do is um, you share a passage of Scripture, um, maybe a lesson you learned from it. I'll chime in. We can go back and forth and just see where it goes.
1: Sounds great. All right. Well, I think one thing I've been wrestling with lately as a mother of seven kids is um, sometimes the needs of every person that I'm trying to meet can be a little overwhelming. So many different personalities, so many struggles. Um, I mean, man, we have one... Our oldest daughter just engaged, ready to get married. Um, we have a high school senior right now thinking about college. We have a one that just started junior high and all the changes that come with that season. Um, all the way down to one starting kindergarten and one still at home. Um, so it's easy for me as a mom to be a little overwhelmed um, and to worry, which I hate about myself. But so this is so random, but reading through John and just um, seeing the way that Jesus interacted with all his disciples and all their different personalities, um, it was so encouraging. It just made me realize, like, not everybody has to be the same, and, and people do have different struggles and fears. You look at Simon Peter, and he's just so crazy and spazzy, you know, and full of himself. Like, well, I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that. And, um, and then you have like, uh, I think it was in 14 when Jesus is talking through some serious stuff with them. And, and one of them is like, well, we don't know where you're going. You know, how are we supposed to follow you? And, um, like being so literal. And then someone else was saying, could you just show us the father? That'll be enough for us. I think that was Thomas, like just needing a sign from the Lord. And, I don't know. It just made me feel all this comfort to remember that God has called... You know when it says, He who began a good work and you will see it through. And I thought, He saw all these disciples through. Like they were a kind of a mess and they Hmm. were ordinary, uneducated men, like other scriptures have told us. And yet, Jesus just brought them in and He taught them and He spoke to them as they needed to, sometimes very firmly, but so graciously and lovingly. So, I don't know, just encouraged me as a mom hmm.
0: I, I, was, I was just thinking about chapter 13 verse one um, i, I kind of highlighted it on mine because it said uh, having loved his own who were in the world he loved them to the end um like i never noticed that like like jesus had this mission he had these disciples and it's like his goal was to love them and he did it, and he loved him to the end. Like sometimes when we think of people, we almost can, even like our kids, we can look at them as projects. Well, I want to get them to this place, get them, to, you know. And yet Jesus just, he loved those who were his own, and he loved them to the end.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, so encouraging.
0: So what else jumped out at you?
1: Um, it's interesting, but uh, John chapter 12 Um, for starting in verse 24, um, when Jesus has kind of, I think it's the first time that he realizes, he says in verse 23, the hour has come for the son of man to be glorified. And I didn't understand why it was right after the Greeks were seeking to see him. So I read in my little what do you call it? Those little notes in the bottom.
0: Yep. <laughs> notes in the bottom. The called.
1: notes in the bottom. Bottom notes. Um, we're saying that it's because the Gentiles were coming to him, and Jesus was like, "Oh, first I have to be, I have to, the hour has come. I have to first, you know, die for the Jewish nation and then bring in all the Gentiles." I don't know. It described it pretty well down at the bottom, but um, then he goes on in verse twenty-four and he's saying. I say to you, unless a grain of wheat falls into the earth and dies, it remains alone. But if it dies, it bears much fruit. And just that little, that second half of that verse just struck me. If it dies, it bears much fruit. And I feel like so often the Lord is saying to us, if you will just die to yourself, you will bear much fruit. And he obviously is is meaning to talk about that because in verse 25, he says, whoever loves his life loses it and whoever hates his life in this world will keep it for eternal life. Um, and I thought, man, the reason why we don't want to die is because we love our life. But if we hate our life, then we're willing to die. So I guess I'm just trying to process through what it looks like to die Every day, to, you know, when Jesus said, take up your, cr- or deny yourself, take up your cross, follow me, this is kind of the same spirit that I'm sensing mm-hmm. from here. Um, because it's very easy to know that and have that mindset and then have it kind of slip away from you. In the way, even that I serve you as my husband, like, suddenly I can have moments where I'm a little bit selfish and prideful and like, hey, no, no, never. Oh, no, I do. <laughs> <laughs> like, what's Francis doing for me? Rather than, no, wait, I'm, I always want to be ready to die to myself, you know, and to Mm -hmm. consider others more important than myself. That is the example that Jesus set. And so I want to do that with you. I want to do that with our kids. I want to do that with the people in our lives. Like, okay, Lord, our home is empty right now. Like we've had people living with us. Um, I mean, always. And so it's interesting, like, Lord, do you need us to die again to ourselves mm-hmm. and open up our home and be ready? Who is it? Who needs to come in and who can we bless and love? And so I guess he's just kind of turning my heart that way again. Like, Don't forget that like, bearing much fruit really only comes from death as you yeah. die to yourself. And then I love that uh, later on, even in John 15 verse 8, Jesus said, By this my Father is glorified that you bear much fruit. So it's like, that's how God is glorified. And then the only way to bear fruit is to die. Yeah. And so it's like, man, we want God to be glorified in our lives. We have to be willing to put ourselves to death.
0: (laughs) Well, it's interesting because I was thinking some of the same things when I was reading it about how, I don't know, you know, like we all try to avoid pain. We all want, we almost feel like, yeah, like something's wrong when it hurts and yet... I mean, Jesus just said, look, if you love your life, you're going to lose it. Like there's something about, we should be serving to a point where it hurts. We should be rejected. That's why in chapter 15, also in verse 18, when he says, if the world hates you, know that it hated me before it hated you. If you were of the world, the world would love you as its own. But because you are not of the world, but I chose you out of the world, therefore the world hates you. Um, I don't know what you, you know i, I always like to say things in a way that that maybe people would accept it and and not be rejected but it, it was different this time when i read it, it's like you know what they hated jesus and he says look if they hate you it's because they hate me it's it, the whole idea he explains is it's it's not that they even really hate you they hate the father mm-hmm. they hate me and I don't know, for the first time in a while, I almost had this desire, like, you know what, Jesus, I want to be hated. I want to be on your side. I want to, I want to be counted with you. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know, some of the, the challenges for me, probably, probably my favorite passage this week was John 14, um, John 14, verse 12. It's also a challenge to my faith. I mean, just to go, okay, those words came out of the mouth of Jesus. So what does it mean? I mean, how do you not take it literally? I mean, he even says, truly, truly, like truly, truly, I say to you, whoever believes in me will also do the works that I do. Greater works in these will he do because I'm going to the Father. Mm -hmm. Like, I want to take that literally. And I I just know when I was alone, I'm going, okay, God, this is absolute truth. I don't care what everyone else tells me, what books I read, what podcasts I listen to. I don't know if those things are completely true. Someone can look me in the eye that I totally respect, and I still can't be sure that's absolute truth. But this came out of the mouth of Jesus. I should put this above everything else that he says, that whoever believes in me will also do the works that I do and greater works in these will he do because I'm going to the Father. And so I was just wrestling and going, okay, you said this. This is absolutely true. That means that I don't believe like I should. Mm -hmm. And so God, give me a greater belief because I really believe that I am only scratching the surface of everything I could be doing on this earth according to that verse.
1: Yeah, it's interesting you pull that out because today, as I was praying, those words came to my mind and I started praying differently. And I don't know if this is right, but it's just what this Spirit was compelling me to do, just changing my wording even. Like, okay, He says there specifically, whatever you ask in my name. So I'm thinking through, you know, just each of our children even. Like, okay, um... I don't want to embarrass anyone, but, uh, but basically just saying in Jesus name, like father, so that you can be glorified in Jesus name, would you, um, you know, give this person the courage to do this, or would you do this to glorify yourself? I'm saying this in Jesus name. And like, I was praying differently because I've never prayed specifically Mm -hmm. like that in Jesus name, you know, for the glory of you, the father. And I'm, that's not even talking about works. I'm just talking mm-hmm. about in my prayer, I was just trying to bring in this theology, you know, mm-hmm. and this thought of, yeah, you know what? I don't pray thinking about wh- whatever I'm asking in His name and bringing it before the Father. Um, so yeah, it challenged me too. I don't really know exactly what we need to be doing with this. Yeah.
0: I mean, I think there's a, there's a real full picture to the idea of praying in His name. Um, which is the idea of, this is everything you stand for, Jesus. That's why I'm praying this. Like, this is what you want also. This is, that's why I'm praying this. And I'm praying this in the name of Jesus. I mean, this is, this is also what separates us from all other faiths, is when I pray to God, he actually listens to me, and he actually does what I ask. I mean, that's, That was the whole thing of of Elijah on Mount Carmel versus the prophets of Baal. It's like, go ahead, pray all day, cut yourselves, scream, do whatever you want. But it says that no one answered them. Mm -hmm. And so when I pray in the name of Jesus, which means I am praying through Jesus, claiming what he says in this passage, but also praying things that are in accordance with everything that he is and everything that he taught. And that's why it's so important that we're reading Everything that he that he said, mm-hmm. um, so that I can pray the way I see Jesus praying and asking for the things that he wanted me to pray for, but um <laughs> i I mean I, I think about this verse, and I, I even think about what's going on in our life right now, and just the crazy answer to prayer, where I go, man, that's because we believed mm-hmm. um, I mean, I guess we can announce it. <laughs> But okay, in February, I still remember, uh, I was, you know, I was going through the scriptures and one of our, uh, with one of our leaders at the church, uh, and every time he would share about what he got from the scriptures that day, I'd come home and tell you and go, man, this guy, this guy, Justin, man, I, I know he's been in the presence of God. The things that he says makes me so excited, you know, when you're like, wow, you got a man crush on this guy. And I'm like, I, I just really like him. I feel like he, he knows the word. And, and, uh, and, and someone made a comment who met him, Bob Goff, you know, was over one day and he was just like, gosh, he says to Justin, you know, you seem like the guy that everyone would want as a son-in-law. And after he said that, I thought to myself, you know what? He's right. I do want him as a son-in-law. And I just remember praying, going, God, okay, according to Scripture, I should be able to ask for things. Like, I see in Scripture, and, and I don't want to do things the way everyone else does. I'm just going to ask you. I've never asked before. Can you make that guy my son-in-law? Can you put him in my family? And, I mean... It's kind of a crazy thing. He didn't really know Rachel existed at that time. And uh, sure enough, a few months later, he asked me, Hey, can I ask your daughter out? And that was a couple months ago. And now they're getting married in two months. <laughs> you know, But I think about this passage and I think about prayer. Like, we should be able to pray things like that. I mean, that's insane. Who on earth did what I did? You know, who on earth can say, No, I came before God. I go you know, I don't think this is greed. This is just one of the godliest young men I've ever met in my life. And so I just think they'd be an amazing team for the sake of the Lord. And I don't know, pretty cool. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yes, I, we're very excited. <laughs> <laughs> but you
0: were praying the same thing unbeknownst well, to me. Well,
1: I know, but I, I, wasn't, I, I wasn't thinking as spiritually as you. I was just like... I don't know why. I just felt like he was supposed to be Rachel's husband. And so I prayed that, not even telling you. And I didn't actually even tell Rachel until recently because I thought, I don't want her to feel all this crazy pressure that my mom and dad both prayed (laughs) for this. I was like, I want her to really actually fall in love with him. (laughs) Well, yeah, but But we didn't really
0: tell her until after they were engaged. Yeah,
1: and it made it so exciting for me, too, to think, wow, why did the Lord stir both of our hearts to pray that way and then answer it and bring him into our family? That is pretty awesome. Yeah,
0: I mean, I, I just think there should be things like this for everyone. You know, like this is the way we're supposed to live. Like you, you pray for crazy things and he gives you things beyond what you can imagine. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I think ever since she was young, we prayed for a godly husband. And now it's like, wow, this is like over the top. Um, amazing, but, but even, I I guess the other passage that jumped out to me that, that kind of goes with this is when he starts talking about the Holy spirit in chapter 16, verse 13, he says, when the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all truth for he will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak and he will declare to you the things that are to come. He will glorify me, for he will take what is mine and declare it to you. Again, here's the Holy Spirit of God, whom Jesus said earlier in verse 7, It's to your advantage that I go away. You know, for if I do not go away, the helper will not come to you. But if I go, I'll send him to you. You know, but then he says when he comes, he's going to guide you. Like, I just think there's more. I think there's a lot more of the Holy Spirit for me personally to experience and for the church at large. I mean, we have to take these words literally and forget everything else you've been taught and told about. Ah, oh, this doesn't happen. This doesn't happen. It's like, how else do you interpret these passages other than we need more faith and there are greater things to come?
1: You know, I think that's why this getting people in the scriptures and reading it like that's what builds your confidence that's the only thing that increases your faith we're if we're trying to have all this faith and belief and prayer apart from like knowing the voice of God and knowing the character of God and having his word like just in us filling us giving us confidence um sanctifying us changing us um you know getting the sin out of our life it's purifying us and then as our confidence in christ grows and our understanding of who god is our prayers change i mean let's face it some people are trying to cry out to god for stuff that's not biblical or not right and so how are we to know that unless we know the word of god and so i when you told me about how many people were starting to get on board and even i'm getting texts from friends like hey i'm loving the read scripture app and i'm thinking. This could be pretty crazy, like the enemy uh-huh. is not going to love that there are so many of us that are going to be like marinating in the scriptures and getting back to knowing the voice of God for ourselves. Not going to church, not going to our once a week Bible study, but really just plugging along, reading through the word. Like It's going to change everything.
0: Yeah. No, and I, I think this is, we've got we've got to look to the scriptures to find truth and not just accept what everyone tells us about the scriptures. Because that's how we fall into false teaching. I'm not saying we don't listen to anyone, but I mean, first of all, you have to be in the word every day, Mm -hmm. um, studying it, reading it over and over and over. Um, Okay, last two minutes. If there's one last passage or thing you want to say before you go, what would it be?
1: That was it. <laughs> that was it. No,
0: that's good. That's good. Because we're pretty much out of time. I just want to make sure you said everything you wanted to say.
1: Yeah, no, just, I'm just excited to see it's a work of the spirit that he's going to do in all of us as we, um, as we're in the word and we're letting it completely change us and set our minds back to what's right and what's true and what's good. So I'm just excited.
0: Yeah. No, I'm excited about people just talking about being alone with Jesus, because there's just so much talk about books and speakers and conferences, and those are all fine, good things. I mean, we speak at conferences and write books, and here's a podcast, but, <laughs> but there's just no there's no uh, replacement, um, no substitute for being alone with God, and I just hope that over this next year, we just hear more and more reports of being people saying... I was alone with God today, reading his word, and I had the most amazing time with him. And I love him. I love Jesus. I love Jesus. Um, So that's our prayer, and thanks for joining us.